Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. Hi, my name is Bo Crable. I am an Amazon seller investor, and I've been lucky enough to be mentored by several millionaire business icons at a very young age, and I took action on their advice. This podcast is all about providing you with the right knowledge to succeed in the online retail business and grow your personal wealth to your maximized potential. Let's get right into it. How I turn my expenses, personal expenses, into assets on Amazon and e-commerce. Hey, it's Bo Crable here. And in this podcast episode, I want to talk about on your regular everyday expenses that, you know, just come out, things that you have to buy on a regular basis on how you can literally turn those into products you sell and make profits on Amazon. So there's actually a very straightforward and very logical strategy, but I want to kind of break down this strategy and how it can be really a perfect scenario for getting started on Amazon. And also, even a better scenario when you are definitely more advanced Amazon seller. So this strategy, I'm actually, this idea sparked from me. I had a friend of mine who was um, selling diabetic test strips. It's a very interesting business. I guess it's very profitable. ROI is really insane. And a lot of people would think, you know, a diabetic test strip that's probably, you know, bought directly from a hospital or from a pharmacy and probably bought from the same exact supply chain, which, you know, America, there's a lot of money made in the middleman and the supply chain for some crazy reason. And you'd be shocked on the things that you may think that's, you know, coming directly from one source actually is in the hand of some third-party distributor, third-party seller. And it's no different in the diabetic test field world. So I don't sell diabetic test strips. I don't know how to get in that market. But a friend of mine who was making roughly like, I think it was like four grand a month, um, consistently selling these diabetic test strips. He was actually um, looking to get a loan for his business for me as well because uh, it was doing so well. Like, oh, look at it. And I was very interested. So then I realized how he came across it was, you know, he had a family member that was always getting these diabetic test strips and he actually was uh, trying to think how um, can we actually get a lower cost on these? And that's the little strategy right there is you have your products that you are buying regularly, right? Let's say stuff that, you know, you're buying supplements, or let's say you're buying um, plates or glasses or uh, let's say socks, for example, soap, uh, detergent, laundry detergent. Let's say you're buying regular everyday products that you buy every single month that you just have to need. Maybe it's you know pencils, maybe it's erasers, uh, whatever it is. Maybe it's makeup, right? Regular everyday stuff that you're consistently buying at retail as a consumer and if also, especially if it's a local brand, let's say, you know, you're in the middle of Texas and there's a, you know, a brand that you're buying these certain, I don't know, let's say water bottles from that you just always need to buy them. Just again, I'm throwing off examples right now. I'm not too creative in the, my example making, but let's say you got a local brand. The odds are that you can probably go buy those at wholesale. Most products, you know, the thing about this, practically every brand on the country of the United States has a source that you can go buy at wholesale at. Now, there's a few brands, um, you know, like Apple. Apple typically just sells at retail themselves. And then also they have like AT&T, Best Buy, etc. They're very limited there. Uh, there's a few other brands that you could, I bet you could definitely think of that they're only, they're the manufacturer wholesaler and they just sell, that is like, you know, like Nike, they're also one out. Nike also gets hold of like foot, Locker and Champs, but there's a couple brands out there that they're just, you know, just sell themselves. Now you think about Hasbro, have you ever seen a Hasbro retail store? No. 
Have you ever seen a Samsung retail store? No. Uh, besides that, Disney World and Disneyland, have you ever seen a Disney retail store? No. Have you ever seen a Marvel retail store? I mean, there's a couple, right? Um, but if you look at all the products at Best Buy, think all those random, random electronic brands. They typically, you know, they're the manufacturer that all those brands are, but they're selling their products at Best Buy, which Best Buy, Best Buy is just a retail store. So kind of how this strategy goes about, and I've actually done this quite a bit. You know, I'll just look, I don't really buy a lot of things, but think about like supplements, toothpaste, uh, deodorant, soap, um, anything that you have to buy on a recurring basis. What I do now is I will look at the back of the packaging. So this is kind of the first step is you have products that you're constantly buying on a regular basis. I think anyone can do this. Now, if you're just looking to dabble on Amazon, do this. Like if you don't want to spend a bunch of time onto it, okay, that, that's totally fine. But if you just want to, you know, again, just turn your expenses into assets, I think that's one thing that pretty much everybody should think about doing because on now, technically you may have to I don't have to say you consult have to have to consult with a legal advisor, but technically you're not supposed to um buy the products at wholesale and use for yourself. There's definitely ways around it, such as selling it back to yourself. But again, consult with a legal advisor on that. But let's say worst case is that if you buy products at wholesale for stuff that you're already selling, and maybe you have friends of that, the odds of you being able to use those in your lifetime and save money, that's a win situation. I mean, it's definitely a way lesser risk. So that's why I think this is a really good strategy to start off with because you're already buying these products and you're going to be using them in your lifetime. So if you go through one every week, is it going to really hurt you to order 25 at a time? Maybe, maybe, maybe so, maybe not. Um, but the strategy is you have these products that you're constantly recurring buying. And then what you want to do is you want to find out the distributors and connections and the supply chain for those products. So how do you do that? Let's reverse engineer. Um, let's say you have a, you know, a toothpaste brand. Now, if you're, again, if you're like, using Crest and like big brands, it may not always work. Um, but this is definitely be a really good strategy if you're using local brands, um, local to your state, local to your county, local to your city, um, or just other brands that are not more widely known. Maybe you're buying them at a specialty shop, um, however it is. And you can get really creative with this because you can literally sell anything. I've sold coconuts on Amazon this way. I kid you not. Um, me and my dad would always, in the state of Washington, we would get these mangoes from this oriental place. We'd also get like these young Thai coconuts. And then we realized that they were buying them at wholesale and we were buying them at retail for like $3.50 and we could buy them at wholesale for $0.50. Cents. I realized I could go sell them on eBay and Amazon for like, it was like a six pack for like 28 Anyway, it was good profits. So this doesn't work just for, you know, supplements or furniture or plastic bags, water bottles, whatever it is. It can work for anything. So keep that in mind. But now to find the like supply chain on this, what you want to do is typically on the packaging of all these products that you're buying, there it can it's either gonna be on the exact product that you're selling. So let's say it's like a, a tooth a toothpaste container that has like a box on the outside. It's either gonna be on the actual toothpaste, like not the actual, you know, like the paste, but like on the little packaging on it, um, the little tube, or it might be on the outer box of it. So check both of them. Um, if you threw away your your boxes, you know, maybe you have to go buy them again. But you want to then go try to find some type of name that says either distributed by or manufactured by. You're going to find that name. So let's say you buy Hasbro toys, it's going to say, you know, distributed by XYZ, or let's say you 
um, bought some, you know, coconuts, literally coconuts, it's say distributed by blank. Typically, it's going to work for every package good. Um, I believe it actually has to for practically everything. So now it's going to say who the distributor is, or it's going to say who the manufacturer is. If it says who the distributor is, try to go contact that distributor directly. And they're either going to do a couple things. They're going to allow you to just buy directly from them. They're going to say, no, we don't sell to consumers, which is f- fine, or we don't like allow like you maybe they may say oh you have to have a retail store whatever it is um odds are no um or they're gonna say hey um we actually require a way higher moq but here's one of our sub distributors here's one of our wholesalers go check them out so how you want to kind of understand that's what's going to happen when you get into the conversation conversation be like hey no my name is bill crable no um i actually have a script with this and this is how the script kind of goes for this exact uh, process i say hey uh, or I don't say, hey, like I'm angry. I'm like, hi, is this a John from XYC Distributor? And they're like, yes. I'm like, well, you know, my name is Bo Crable and I'm actually an online retail and retailer based out of X, Y, and Z. And I'm actually calling you because I actually love your guys' products. I'm a consumer myself, but I realized, you know, if I'm going to continue to keep buying these products every single day for my family, I might as well start to add these to our store because we have a really profitable, a successful, uh, you know, online retail store. We sell products online in many marketplaces. And we thought about, you know, we love this brand of yours. We use it ourselves. Um, We want to go add this to our store. So can you let me know on the next steps on getting these products into our store and what's a price price list that we could look at? And that's typically the script I utilize. Um, You can feel free to, you know, take 30 seconds back on this podcast and listen to it again. Um, But that's what I say in this situation because it's really kind of, um, I realize this really makes a really easy connection. Because the worst case, they're like, oh my gosh, well, this is a company that they're not going to abuse. Because the, the issue that many distributors have is just selling to random Joe off the street is like they think they're going to like harm their brand. They think they're going to go harm the distribution, the supply chain. So if you come out saying, yeah, I'm also a consumer of these, I love these products, they're like, oh, well, they're not going to want to hurt our brand. So that's also a good pro- uh, you know, part to it. Uh, the second thing, is if it does not say distributed by blank, it's probably going to say manufactured by. So now in this case, the manufacturer, rare times you can buy it from them directly. If it's like a local brand, right? if it's a local brand, it's a small brand, um, they may not have distributors. They may not be big enough to have wholesalers and distributors. Maybe they're not that big enough yet. So you could go buy directly from them, which is a pretty good market to get into. Um, there's actually a local brand that was literally their office was three miles from my house where I grew up at, small town. I think there was like 15,000 people in my town. And there was a company that was on Shark Tank three miles away from me. Um, and we actually started to buy directly from them. We'd literally drive to their office, pick up uh, the products that they were selling or the products they offer. I'm not going to say their names. And then go put them into our Amazon store. Simple like that. But if it's a manufacturer, so see if you can buy directly from them. Uh, if they're slightly bigger and they have distributors, then you want to go on their site and try to find out the supply chain. They may have a corporate site on their manufacturing site. Uh, they may have a thing that says become a distributor. They may have a thing that says buy from our distributors. They may have a thing that says distributors. Just try to find that or call them up, contact their customer service number and try to get connected to that uh, operating system for a distributor. Now, the last thing I want to talk about in this strategy is if you are sourcing maybe even higher-end brands or overall bigger brands that, you know, let's say for like Crest, for example, that's just like a world, like a nationwide brand, try to find local distributors. So let's say you're located in Los Angeles 
and you found a deodorant brand that you like that you're buying every single month and you realize, okay, I'm gonna, I'm buying one of these every two weeks and then my son has one, my family, my brothers and all this has one. Um, let's see if we can go at these to our store. If you're in Los Angeles, ideally you'd want to actually go buy from a supplier that's also in Los Angeles. This just works a little better. Some of these um, vendors make you put in a zip code saying, hey, uh, cool. Let us know like what zip code you're in. We can you know get delivered there. So if you can buy from distributors that are local too, now that may not work if you're um, in a state that there's no distributor, but the closest one possible is good or if you're international. But that's practically the strategy is that look at all of your expenses, look at the stuff that you're wasting money on and see it as an opportunity. But now what's probably going to happen if you would really want to take this to the next level is you can actually start when you go out shopping, you know, just take some pictures of products, take some pictures of some packaging and try to make some money that way. The last thing I want to talk about is if you're an advanced seller, is you can also really utilize this on getting exclusive working on normal stock, which if you're in some of my trainings and programs, you understand what I'm meaning by that. But that's practical about it. Turning your expenses into assets. I think this is a super amazing way that practically any situation that you're at, this is a perfect way to get started on Amazon. And it's not too much difficulty, right? And worse comes to worse, maybe you know they say no, they want to buy from you. And then maybe you just have some inventory left over that you just have to use yourself, which you're going to use anyway, and you got a discount. You'd be surprised that stuff that you're buying at retail, the wholesale price on them, really. Like there was a, I did the strategy uh, yesterday, and there was a product that I was buying in stores for about, on the lowest, they were on sale for $2.23, but they'd usually be $2.69. My wholesale cost is about $1.05, so... You'd be surprised on the money you can save on it, but then also turn that into some assets. So now you're like, oh, wow, so let's go go shopping more. Now you see shopping as really an asset to finding suppliers, which is a really interesting way to think about it. But I think that's a very solid strategy for you to get started with. Thank you for listening to this episode. See you in the next one. So you want to become an Amazon seller. What is the best way to get started? I get this question all the time saying, Bo, you know, how does this business model work? Like, what are the first steps? How do I find suppliers? How do I find products? Where are suppliers found? How do I build relationships with suppliers? How do I get ungated? How do I sell in restricted categories and brands? How do I utilize software? What are the rules for selling on Amazon? And how can I actually scale? Now, perfect for you, I've actually put together a free four-day training that you can get free access to. And all you need to do is go to online retail mastery dot com. That's all you need to do, just right there. And just got to put in your email, make sure it's a real email because I'll send it to you directly. And you're going to get access to that four-day training where you're going to learn about that. So day one, I'm going to be covering about the business model and you know the ideal products to sell, how to research those products. Uh, day two, going over relationships with suppliers, finding suppliers, automating with software. Day three, going over about ungating, suspension prevention, managing your Amazon account. And also on the last day, we're going about scaling and how to really get started and go to the next steps. So if you want to get all that answered for you, my four-day training put a lot of time into it. And I understand that you're going to go through this and learn a lot of massive value in regards to selling on Amazon. So go to onlineretailmastery.com, put in your information and start to watch it. It's not too long to go through. It's like 20 to 30 minutes a day. Um, some of the times it gets as high as like 40 minutes. But yeah, go to onlineretailmastery.com. That's O N. L-I-N-E-R-E-T-A-I-L-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. 
Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. The feedback has just been tremendous so far. I'm loving it. And I'd love it if you just took the next 30 seconds of your time to do me a quick favor. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and drop your number one takeaway from this episode inside whatever podcast platform that you're using. This is really just like a virtual pat on the back for me to continue to keep pumping out free content. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.